Hello, hello, and welcome back to another short in-between behind-the-scenes episode of Stories for the Future. I briefly mentioned in the last episode that I would be sharing more about my plans going forward. These are plans that have been growing for about four years, maybe five actually, but recently I have decided to actually do something about them. And to explain the reason behind this decision, I will have to take you back a few years, all the way back to 2016 actually. And I'm so happy I have had a blog all this time because it's now possible for me to go back and read what I was thinking and doing at that time. So that's, that's fantastic. So this was about one year after I had been laid off from my job as a geophysicist in a consulting firm for the oil and gas industry. I had applied for so many jobs. I had come in as a really interesting number two multiple times, and I had really started to dislike the whole process of trying to fit into the right qualifications and try to get the recruiters to see that a geophysicist could be used for more than geophysics. (laughs) I had recently discovered that absolutely everything could be learned online. Courses from top universities and platforms like EDX and Coursera and many, many more different platforms. And because there were quite strict rules related to what kind of physical, in-person university courses I could take and still keep my unemployment benefits. I jumped onto every online course I could find that remotely related to something resembling the jobs I could see out there. This one particular day, I was doing a Google search for something related to water management. I was attending a course in water management, of course, because that seemed to be something that there was a demand for. I ended up on the fantastic TED platform. You know, the one with talks about everything, and they have this amazing way of finding people who make everything interesting. And the, at least for me, scary thing about TED, TED Talks, is that one talk leads you to another, which leads you to the next. And then suddenly you are sitting there listening to a topic very, very far from what you were actually looking for. So suddenly I sat there listening to this guy called Scott Dinsmore. He had a talk called How to Find Work You Love. It's a very big mystery to me how water management led me to that talk, but who knows how the algorithms work? I don't know. Anyway, 18 minutes later, I sat there, quite shocked to my core, I would say, because what Scott talked about just hit me like a big coconut on the head. And that's also the the reason I write about this in my blog called Coconut Moments. So Scott was talking about how he just out of university got this great job. And after just two months, He was so bored, he just quit. Then he started this journey where he discovered that 80% of Americans at that time 
didn't have any like any engagement in their job. He started giving friends advice about work and how to figure out what they really wanted to do. And gradually he built this network called Live Your Legend, where he taught people how to discover this through courses and networks, etc. So I sat there quite shaken in my identity as a geophysicist. And, and I tried to think about what it was that I really enjoyed about the work I had done in, in the capacity as a geophysicist during the last 10 years. And I really didn't find much. Or I enjoyed it. I didn't hate my work at all. But the parts I enjoyed were not related to what was the purpose of my job, like finding oil and gas. <laughs> so what I enjoyed was going to a course, learning something new, learning a new tool or something like that, going to a conference, meeting new people, being connected to new people and new ideas and that, that kind of things, but nothing related to what was the purpose. And actually, I, I didn't quite see the purpose either. So I did the next natural thing. I googled Scott Dinsmore. And then I got another shock because I discovered that he had died one year prior to me sitting there and discovering this TED talk. He had been traveling around the globe with his wife, Chelsea, and they were climbing the Kilimanjaro and Scott was hit by a boulder and died. So when I watched this TED talk now again, just before this recording, his death really makes me sad because, well, the, the TED talk is now almost 10 years ago and he died in 2015. And with everything and how the world has changed, I think that Scott's ideas and his way of seeing seeing into the future in a way would have been so needed. The network Live Your Legend has been run brilliantly by Scott's wife, Chelsea, for years after his death. But now it's sadly gone. So that's a really big loss, I think. But going back to 2016, I was sitting there trying to convince myself that I thought water management was the most interesting topic on earth, just because I wanted to fit into the mold that the recruiters at that time were saying that people should fit into. <laughs> and in this desperate attempt to fit in, I had completely ignored what I really wanted to do. And I was actually so far away from knowing where my interests were that I at that time didn't know. When I asked myself, what do you really want to do? I didn't have an answer. So what did I do then? Well, something very much unlike me. I bought a course called 21 Days to Discover Your Passion. And I didn't tell anyone at that time. But that course completely changed everything. 
For a while, I continued with a water management course, but the thing I was jumping out of bed for in the morning was the Find Your Passion course. And I really went deep, managed to single out my values, what was most important to me in life. I went back to when I was in school, how I loved writing, for instance. Why had I never thought about using that for anything? And I discovered what skills just felt natural to me and which activities I could just do for hours and hours without paying attention to time. And after finishing that first course, I jumped onto the next and the next. And I have gone back to these courses again and again during the last years. I also made so many great connections through Live Your Legend that I still have. So it was a fantastic network. I remember thinking one thing though, when I bought the first course, how many of my, at least among my friends and former colleagues perhaps, and maybe a little bit square and very realistic science-based people would not have bought this course because it's called something with passion. <laughs> Maybe if you hear this word and think think of somebody sitting on a beach with a laptop, that might not seem so realistic. How can we kind of translate or adapt this course to, to other groups of people that will also jump into the same way of thinking? but that are not naturally attracted to the to the passion part of it. So this thought has been there all this time and now recently it has just gotten stronger because of the state of the world, I think. So what I think is this. We have so many challenges related to climate, war, health, food, equality, nature, just to name a few, and I think almost whatever you are interested in and where you have your unique strengths, you can have a huge impact if you find your thing. We spend around one third of our lives at work, so there's such a potential in all those man hours or women hours. It's, it's International Women's Day today. And as Scott says, in his talk, what if 80% of people love their jobs, not the other way around? How would that change the world? And if you add to that, that we actually match the skills and interests with our most pressing challenges, what would we be able to accomplish? I know that I could have done my transition in, or my awakening, perhaps you can call it, much faster. I spent a long time finding the right networks, the right mindset, and maybe most important of all, I spent a long time letting go of who I thought I had to be. I desperately tried to open the door that had been shut, and I didn't see all the open doors down the corridor. Now I know how to discover these doors, and that is what I want to show other people how to do. And I know that many people have worries about the future today and that they can feel really overwhelmed by everything we have to change. 
I also know that the best way to reduce worry and anxiety is through action. And if that action could be combined with the right skills and interests and what is needed in the world, well, then I actually think that we can move mountains. So this was a really complicated and time-consuming way of telling you that I have some plans and that I'm working on them every day now. And there you have it again. When you're working on something which feels meaningful and important and that you enjoy, it doesn't actually feel like work. And I wish everyone could have that feeling. I promise to keep you in the loop and tell you how it's going with this plan. And also by telling you, I also put some extra pressure on myself so that I will actually follow through. That's also what I did with with this podcast. I told people so that I couldn't change my mind. I will be back next week and then I will be going back to Sweden. It's been too long now, I think. So until then, go out and make a dent in the world. A positive dent, that is. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. Stories for the Future is made and edited by me, Veslemøy Klavnesberge. You will find all links and information for this episode and everything else related to this podcast on storiesforthefuture.no. If you enjoyed this episode, hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you would like to show your support and make it easier for other people to find this podcast, I would be really grateful if you would leave a review. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn at Stories for the Future.